the road with Baylor basketball. This is the John Moore Show from Morgantown, West Virginia. One of my guys came in today and, you know, hey, we're going to be all right, you know. Sun's going to come up. Why don't you go watch the frickin' sun then? You know, it's... I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't born to lose. Now, on the road with the Bears, here's the voice of the Bale of Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Bob Huggins in his 16th year at his alma mater, West Virginia, his 41st year. Think about that, 41 years coaching college basketball, one of the uh, most colorful characters in the sport, third winningest uh, coach all time in college basketball, second winningest active coach behind only Jim Beheim. of course, uh, the now retired uh, Mike Krzyzewski is number one on the list, but Think about that. Think about uh, all those games, all those stories from Bob Huggins, and that's uh, who Baylor is uh, matching up with tonight here in West Virginia. The game here on ESPN Central Texas, television on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. You can turn it, tune in there, and you would he, uh, hear and see James Wessling and our man King McClure doing color on the broadcast tonight, and King kind enough to join us now. How you doing, man? I uh, hope your uh, travel was okay getting up here. Man, it was a struggle. I'm not even going <laughs> It was a struggle, but I'm here and I'm thankful. So re- ready for tonight. All right. Did you get caught in that FFA, FAA shutdown thing this morning? Yeah. So I I was doing a I did a K State game um, last night, and then I had to fly. I had to wake up at two in the morning, oh. um, drive from Manhattan to Kansas City. And then I got on the plane. So my first flight was good. My flight left at 6 a.m. I was good. Okay. But then yeah. I got stuck in Detroit for about an extra two or three hours because of the shutdown. Um, wow. I thought I was almost going to have to drive four and a half hours from Detroit to Morgantown. But thank God I was able to finally, they, they got it back running and I was able to hop on the plane. But man. Oh, man. That, that is really dicey, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, I thought I was, I was have to panic for a second. I thought I was going to miss the game. Oh, and did you fly from Detroit to Pittsburgh and then drive from Pittsburgh down to Morgantown? Yeah, I had to fly from Detroit to Pittsburgh and then, yep, yeah. Pittsburgh to Morgantown. Holy moly, man. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh, there was some concern about the officials I was talking about earlier making it tonight, but apparently that's going to work out okay. So glad uh, we'll all get together tonight at WVU Coliseum. Um, tell me, uh, first, uh, take a wide view of the Big 12 so far and uh, give me your educated thoughts on what we've seen in the Big 12 so far this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I think that um, I think the, the top and the bottom has kind of flipped in a sense. I think when you looked at who was picked 10th, um, it was Kansas State. And all of a sudden now they're undefeated. They're playing extremely well super hot and now they're one of the top teams in the big 12 you look at baylor who was picked i want to say first um either first or second in the big 12 preseason polls and now they're at the bottom nobody expected those two things to be flipped um, i think that's number one um i think kansas looks extremely well 
I think that they're talented. They can. They have a really legit chance to repeat as national champions. Um, I'm interested in Texas with everything that's going on there um, with the storylines with their coach. I, I want to see how they finish out. I want to see if they're going to, if they're going to finish strong. I want to see if they're still going to be able to compete at a high level and live up to those expectations. Um, so I think those three things are probably the biggest things um, when you look at the conference. You saw uh, K-State as recently as last night, their win over Oklahoma State. We saw them Saturday in Waco, the win over Baylor. Uh, isn't that remarkable, what, what Coach Tang has done in a very short time there? Yeah, it, it's really impressive. I mean, one thing I knew about Coach Tang is he was going to be able to recruit guys who could play at a high level and compete and care about winning because that's how he is. Um, and the two guys that he has there, really their big three, I, I personally think they're special. I mean, when you look at Marquise Noel, I think he's playing out of his mind right now. I think he's super confident. But I don't think that that's him every single night. He's not a 30-point scorer and 10-assist scorer. I think last night he probably had about 18 and uh, 6 or 7. I think that's more realistic for him. Um, Keontae Johnson is a guy who can get buckets in multiple ways. Really hard to stop. He's a mismatch mismatch problem. Uh, Makes the game just look so easy. I think he'll use somebody you'll see in the NBA. Same with Naquan Tomlin. Naquan Tomlin sometimes is a hit or miss. Sometimes he'll have a big game. Sometimes he won't. But... His versatility, his length at 6'9", 6'10", his ability to be able to defend, stay in front of guards, put the ball on the floor, create off the dribble. Um, I think that you'll see him. He has the most potential on that K-State team. So Hmm. I think when you look at that big three, the reason why they're having so much success, that big three, is they're really good. They're all pros. King, uh, you did the you did the Baylor TCU game in Waco, and you're very close. You know the Baylor pro- program inside and out. Uh, no, you did the Baylor K State game, didn't you? Baylor K State on Saturday. Uh, tell me what you have seen from Baylor uh, so far. You know that's led to this zero and three start in conference. Oh, for me personally, I, I I just think it's a lack of effort. I think it's a lack of effort, and I think that the defense that we're used to seeing with Baylor. We haven't been like it's just not there. I think when you look at the numbers, this is a, a fact. They're, I think I want to say, 86 last time I checked when it comes to defensive efficiency. In the past five years, they've been top 25, and I think three out of those five years they were top 10. So the fact that their defense dropped from top 25 to in the lower 80s, that's just unacceptable. That's not really the brand of Baylor basketball. And for me, like when it comes to you playing against TCU and Mike Miles is getting layup after layup in transition and nobody's picking up the basketball, for me, that's just effort. That's all it really boils down to is you have to get back and want to be able to defend. You have to get back and want to be able to stop that. And I feel like we're not seeing that. So I think that Coach Drew, knowing how Coach Drew operates, I think that's that's what he's preaching. That's what he's emphasizing. It's effort. I mean, 0-3 to start the conference is something that nobody would have expected out of Baylor and tonight is a must win for Baylor they have to get this win because you're going 0-4 it's just a really tough start um, and it's going to be a hard place to win at because there's no easy game in conference so it's going to be hard to win at West Virginia but they have to get a win yeah I agree with you on that point how much would you factor in who Baylor has played so far uh, Iowa State on the road, TCU, Kansas State at home. I mean, really tough opponents, three teams that are playing at a really high caliber. How much would you factor that into Baylor's 0-3 start? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a that's a big factor. But I mean, when you look at it, those are three great teams. But I think after the past few years and what we've what we've seen out of Baylor and what we expect, you know, if this is a normal Baylor year, and this is a year kind of when I was there almost, like it's like okay, cool, like okay, I see, I we'll, we'll fix it, we'll get it together, we'll finish eight and eight or nine and nine, but. Because of the expectations, because the bar has been raised to national championship level, top five level, now all of a sudden, like, we look at it from a different view. As Baylor fans and people who watch Baylor, we, 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 Baylor's in a different tier than when I was there. So we expect more. Our expectations are way higher. So even though you play against three top 25 teams, I still think that the expectation is you're supposed to win. You're supposed to go out there and get these wins, especially when two out of the three are at home. Is supposed to take care of home court. That's one thing Kansas does a great job of. They don't lose on their home court, and they rarely do, partially because of the refs, but they, they, they don't lose on their home court. So they take care of home, and the expectations for Baylor is you get, you have to win at home. Um, so I think, yeah, you can factor that in, uh, but when you also look at the defense and the defensive numbers, you know, those, those just aren't good enough. King McClure, our guest, ESPN uh, college basketball analyst, uh, proud to say a Baylor alum, former Baylor guard, and really has his finger on the pulse of college basketball and especially the Big 12. Um, what, what about, uh, what have you seen from Baylor's big so far? You know, Flo in the middle and then Josh Ojanwuna, the, uh, the freshman in there. Uh, what have you seen from those guys? Yeah, so I, I think their contributions look a little different because I think Baylor's kind of gotten away from like the Jonathan Motley era or um, the the Joe Luala Tour era. We can throw the ball down low and tell them to go get a bucket. Flo and Josh just aren't those type of guys. They have to really insert themselves on the offensive glass and really dominate when it comes to rebounding. That is where Flo will be special. When Flo was playing against um, Kansas State, and there were times in the game where he looked like he was the best rebounder on the court. But then there was also times where, you know, Bebe from Kansas State would dominate on the glass as well and, and get about two or three offensive rebounds in a possession. Um, I think when Flo can play with that aggression to dominate on the glass, he becomes really special and gives this Baylor team a, a different look and a different feel that they don't have right now. Um, for big Josh, I, I think that Josh has made really big strides. I think he's gotten better. His hands have gotten, have gotten better. He's been able to catch passes, go up and finish. He's been able to show his athleticism. I think he has so much potential and upside. He's still a little raw, still has a little ways to go, but he's made great strides. I mean, I know those coaches have been working with him. I know Coach P is great with bigs when it comes to developing them. So I know that they're spending a lot of time with him and hoping that, you know, if it's not this year, next year he'll make an even bigger leap. and He will really be a force in the Big 12. Yeah, I agree. I just think he gets better every night out, so that'll be fun to watch. Uh, King, final thoughts. Uh, part of the broadcast Saturday, Baylor K-State, you did a, a walk and talk with Coach Drew and Coach Tang together, which was really good, and you were the perfect guy to do that. Uh, what did you think about the way that turned out? And it was, uh, you know, I was torn because, you know, it's Coach Tang and K-State. I mean, you know, Coach Tang is near and dear to my heart. I love that man, and I'm happy for him, but at heart, I'm a, I'm a Baylor Bear. So, like, you never want to see your Baylor Bears lose. And, you know, Coach Tang walked in there and got a victory. So, I'm happy for him, but then I'm also a Baylor Bear, and I'm a little disappointed that we, we gave that one away and we lost that one. Um, so, I was torn. I, I was torn with emotions. 
(laughs) (laughs) It was really good. I mean, you did a good job, and uh, you plugged that in during the telecast on Saturday. So I thought it really, I think it really captured, you know, how you feel about both those guys and how they feel about each other. So that was a big part of the storyline, wasn't it, on Saturday? Yeah, that was a huge part. I mean, one thing you saw with the two of them, even during the segment and even during the game, before the game. I mean, they really love them. They really love each other. I mean, they care for each other. They're really like brothers. I mean, like Coach Tang even said, blood couldn't make them closer. And I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, their relationship is genuine. It's real. And I know they, they have to compete against each other, but those two guys, the love for each other that they have is is real. All right, man, glad you're here. Glad uh, travels worked out for you, uh, even though you had an early, early start today. And we'll see you over at the uh, arena in a little bit. Yes, sir. Them South, those Celsius, is, uh, they, they keep me going. So I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Thanks, King. Appreciate it. King McClure, he'll do television on the broadcast tonight. It's on Big 12 Now and ESPN+. And King's uh, star continues to rise with ESPN, doing a ton of games and uh, with that uh, comes a ton of travel, and you heard him uh, give us the details of getting from Manhattan, Kansas, and the K-State win last night over Oklahoma State to uh, here in Morgantown for the Baylor-West Virginia game coming up tonight. What do he say, Aaron? He got up at 2 a.m. and had to drive to Kansas City, so that's an hour and 45 minutes right there. So he gets there in a 6 a.m. flight from Kansas City <laughs> to Detroit and then almost got stuck in Detroit with the FAA uh, shutdown, but finally uh, made it from Detroit to Pittsburgh. And you think you're there, but no, there's another hour and 15-minute uh, drive when you get to Pittsburgh to Morgantown. So that's uh, King's put in a full day already just in travel. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. That is, a, that is a tough day, especially when you have a uh... – a broadcast to do tonight like he does. Yeah, yeah. I hope he caught a nap at some point, maybe on uh, one of those uh, legs of the flight. But uh, we'll see him tonight, and he'll do a great job. Really proud of King. He, he has worked so hard, and uh, it is just great to see him continue to you know, uh, get more assignments and do more and more for ESPN. <laughs> 